Ladies and gentlemen, we're from San Francisco, California, Georgetown. We're fucking bad shit. SFCA, I'm talking bad shit. Coming your way. Just a few blocks away from Fox and Lion Bakery in the Bayview neighborhood of San Francisco, I'm Schmitty, and this is Talkin' Schmidt. Today on the show is Ashley Trujillo. Some women play drums in a band, other women have a career as an EMT or model or choose to raise kids at home, but few women choose to do all and fewer women kick as much ass while doing it. Ashley has been playing drums since she was a youngster and played in several bands before linking up with her husband Tony Trujillo and forming the band Bad Shit. She's also mothered two of the raddest kids I've ever met, Waylon and Reno, and has spent time as an EMT, a model, and even was in a TV show. All that is amazing on its own, but on top of that, she's one of the few people who seem to really be in tune with Mr. Jake Phelps and have his undivided attention and respect. She's been the only female on every skate rock trip, which usually had up to 30 dudes. I feel like some people think like weird shit. Like, I bet Trixie gets a train ran on her or some shit. I swear to God, people think some weird shit. It was always like super, just all fun and smiles. Everyone can be themselves. We've been through so much weird shit together. Half of it we don't remember. And the other half, we it's stuck in our brains for fucking ever. Also, today would have been Jake's 57th birthday. So happy birthday, blood. We have some special stuff on the Thrasher site. Miss you, fucker. Okay, well, this one's a bit on the longer side, so I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here's Trixie. This is Trixie, and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old cars try right here. Oh, big dog's in. What do you think, Schmitty? 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. He's so fucking dirty. Shit my pants, lad. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Smith. All right, it's September 24th, which means it's Jake Phelps' birthday. I drove up to hang out with the Trujillos, and we are here with none other than Trixie. Hola. I see a hummingbird outside. Check that out. Yes. I'm stoked. We finally got this together. I think since I started doing this podcast, I hit you up at least twice a month to figure <laughs> out your availability. You did, and I think I was nervously turning it down. I'm like, oh, I can't die. No, I don't like my voice. And of course, my voice is all fucked up right now. Like, got an allergy attack. My own body just attacking itself. Give, give us your full name. Ashley James Trujillo. And you were born in... Clearwater, Florida. Clearwater, Florida. Were you Hooters, raised there? Scientology, black metal, right? Yeah. I don't remember. Swamp I wasn't drugs. There. Swamp, tons of pills, drugs, fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> What's your advice for someone visiting Florida for the first time? Don't go south of Ocala. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Stay in the panhandle, go to the springs, go see the natural shit. 
fucking stay away from Orlando, please. They don't even let the kids on the airplanes early when you leave Orlando because there's so many kids there. Just go away. Oh, just, damn. Just, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but like pre-boarding for the kids? Nope, not here in Orlando. <laughs> How much can you get a dozen oysters for down there? Oh, five cents. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Five cents an oyster. <laughs> really? Yeah, this is one place back in my hometown in Tallahassee called CJ's. The owner shot himself. He's dead now. So there's no more CJ's. But there was a time when they would have like WrestleMania nights and it would have PBR, five cent PBRs and five cent oysters all night. Fuck. It was great. What's the quality? Big fat oysters. Really? I would say you'd hope they're okay, but they are because like we, I live near like the oyster capital of the world, like Apalachicola. And that's where all that stuff comes from damn you were raised in that area how late were you there till what age so i was i don't remember Clearwater. my parents moved me to a little island called montserrat when i was a baby and then we had to flee there for some reason i'm not really sure the story keeps changing while we're there (laughs) then we moved to tallahassee and i lived in tallahassee from let's say three to 18. Oh, okay. And I scattered around a little bit to LA from when I was like 16, 17, but then finished out in 18 years old and then moved back to LA. Let's cue in Tallahassee last year right here. Is that where you discovered skateboarding? No, actually, I discovered it. Well, let me think. Wow. Well, it's funny because my boyfriend at the time was skating up here in Santa Rosa. And then 
we went back for a Thanksgiving to my hometown, Tallahassee, and we went to the park there, and the park's open 24 hours, lights on, it's great. And I was getting bored, and someone threw me a board, and I just started skating, like, there. So I started skating in Tallahassee, and then I started skating in pools out here in Fresno, and then all around, and I lived in San Diego, then I met up with all the girls in SD, and then, like... They took me up to Oregon and I met more chicks and it was just like this whole crazy scene and I'm friends with all of them still. So you didn't meet Jen until you were out here? Jen O'Brien, isn't she from Florida? Oh yeah, she's from Florida. Yeah, and then Jen Shaw, she's my girlfriend. She's from Tallahassee, Florida. Oh. And I met her in San Diego and I didn't meet Jen O'Brien, I don't think, until I was out here. Okay. Till like Southern California somewhere. Sick. And when did you get into playing music? What age was that? Um, seven. Really? Yeah. When did you get your first drum set? Uh, I remember 2003. It's the one that I'm using now still. No way. Yeah. It was a birthday gift from my dad. <laughs> it was right after I got arrested too. <laughs> and he was bummed. He even sent it to me. But I still have that one. It's a Tama Rockstar. I love it. But I started playing at seven because like, I don't know, like in Florida, you know, there's a lot of thunderstorms and stuff. And when there's no TV and you can't like entertain the children or whatever, you like my dad would just be like put the candles on and start playing guitar. And he showed me how to play drums at seven. So we would just do that until the power came back on. And I kept playing. No way. Until he kicked me off the drum set saying that I'm not good enough. <laughs> no, he didn't say I'm not good enough. He just said that I wasn't feeling the beat. <laughs> and get the fuck off at seven. So, <laughs> but no, we I would go off and on all the time. Damn. What was the first, like, I guess, band that you got together with? So I moved out back to L.A. when I was, like, 18. I worked at this, like, little shop in Malibu called PC Greens, and um, I met this chick that was, like, this goth chick, and she was a bitch, hmm. and she thought I was a ditz. But then we found out we both play music, and she's like, well, come on over to my studio. And I'm like, your studio? And she took me over there, but it was the Malibu High School. Like, she had the keys somehow. I have no fucking idea why. And we started jamming. We got drunk as shit from the wine we stole from PC Greens. Sorry if you're hearing that. But uh, And we played, and we made a band. And The first band was called Janitor. That was it. And then... I kept going from there. Is there any recordings from that era? I'd have to ask her. She just contacted me not too long ago. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was kind of goth or? No, it was more like garage, Nirvana-y-ish uh, stuff, you know? Uh-huh. And so what's the chronological order from there to bad shit? Then I went to SD. I met up with some girls, Matt Moffitt's girlfriend, Janine. Shout out. And she was in this band called Noise God, and she hated it. That was the name, anyway. But when I met the girls, it was all girls, and they were awesome as punk. And we named it Lower Lip. And then uh, we played shows. I, my first show ever, actually, live, like, playing, was with, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? The drummer of Dead Kennedys, DH. He had a band, and we opened up for them in San Diego at bricks brick by brick i can't remember what it's called and then after that i went to a psychobilly girl band i used to make fun of fucking chicks and that whole scene and with the pompadours and all that bullshit and then i became it so (laughs) i decided to wear like a slayer shirt to like offset it you know and i got 
talk shit too. Like, do you realize what you're doing? I'm like, for what? Why? You look all the same. I'm wearing a Slayer shirt. So fucking what? But I had a huge fucking pompadour quiff. They called it in Psychobilly. But um, we got a lot of fucking gigs, though. That was fun. But it's hard to play in a band with chicks, I have to say. We bitches are bad. (laughs) That's the one I'm most curious about. I always heard tales of that. What was the name of that one? The Oh, the Degutants. Degutants? Mm-hmm. Is there recordings of that? Yeah, I have some. There's, oh, boy. I fucked the zombie. Jake always used to make fun of that shit because he came down to see that band play to see the meet me for the first time. And he always would say like, I fucked a zombie. Whoa. (laughs) No, I can't sing, but (laughs) it's like that. Was that in San Jose? Uh, That was in San Jose. Yeah. I was going to paramedic school, living out of my Bronco 
and playing in that band and still going back down to San Diego all in one week. Oh, man. It was crazy times, but it was the best of times. Wow. And then how did you meet Tony Trujillo? Oh, wait. How did I meet Tony first? The first time. Oh, the first time I met Tony. I was high on speed. He was high on mushrooms and speed. And um, I was at this house, and he was there, and I had no idea who he was. He was just being a fucking little asshole, though. And I was like, who is this guy? He thinks he's tough shit. Just talk, walking around like he owns this fucking place. <laughs> One of my friends was like, throw this lotion on him. Throw it on him. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. I threw it right in his face, this lotion, just blood, like in his mouth. And he just sat there and just like in the chair in the kitchen, just looked at me with just like white cream dripping all over his fucking <laughs> And next thing I know is one of his friends took a beer, opened it, and poured it all over my head. And they're like, you need to get the fuck out. I'm like, no, you're in LA. You're in my friend's house. You get the fuck out. And it was kind of a little scuffle. And they left. And I stayed. And I remember like a couple days later, I saw a magazine. I don't know if it was Transworld or Thrasher, but opened up. I'm like, wait, hold on. I had to ask my roommates. I'm like, is that the same dude? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, you didn't know that? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and then the best was like my car got stolen shortly after that. And I'm um, sitting at the bus stop in Santa Monica. And I see the bus like pulls up and it's just like a big fucking wraparound of his face on it. And I'm <laughs> like, fuck this guy. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, so mad about it damn but then like i would see him throughout the years like the next four years like here and there and we became friends you know so it was like totally cool and so you guys were just kind of friends when bad shit started or more than that when bad shit started yeah uh well the night bad shit started was in la so jake and tony came down to la to see my last show we were playing at the knitting factory in hollywood which made a great impression because it was sold out. And with it was the Psycho Billy Band? Yeah, with the, with the Degitants. Oh. It was my 23rd birthday, too. I met Jake. Jake looked all funny in the crowd. He's like, met me, and then he split, and then I was talking to Tony. And then we split, and then we all met up back at a hotel room across the street from that porn vivid video. What happened there? Oh, yeah, we destroyed the hotel room. We talked about the band. I didn't even know Jake played guitar. I did know what Tony sounded like because he played in USSR. I was like, well, I'll just play drums. It sounds great. I don't know where I'm living. I'm living on my fucking car. So like, am I going to go to San Diego, LA? I didn't think I was going to actually go to SF. Wait, wait, hold on. Back up. We destroyed the hotel room and (laughs) talked about the band. And then Tony and I had sex that night. (laughs) And that pretty much, that's how our relationship started. I don't think we even kissed before that. And that was it because we were starting a band. He knew I was going to move to SF. He said he liked me. And I'm just thinking, okay. And I mean, I can get really graphic here. What happened the next day was so gross, but I won't. I'm going to stay. It was just a really funny time, like a, a real big transition in my life right there at that moment. September 3rd, 2003. Wait, to, sorry, 2005. The other band you were in was breaking up. Yeah, we didn't really know we were breaking up, but we all weren't getting along it, it just wasn't working. The guitarist was a bitch. The singer was over the guitarist. The We couldn't find a solid bass player. They were all fucking looped out. The singer and I were just like, dude, I'm just going to part ways with everything. We had that agreement together. Mm-hmm. And so we pretty much knew that was going to be the last show without telling the other 
bandmates. We could have had a good thing going, but bitch had to screw up. Did you uh, move up to SF shortly after that then? Yep. Moved to San Francisco right after. How did the name Trixie evolve? Is that Jake? At Double Rock. Yeah. Right when I pulled the Bronco in there, he got he made fun of all my stickers on my car because they were San Diego like terror <laughs> stickers and stuff like that. And he's like, oh my God, you're writing Destructos? Oh, fuck. No, I can't do that. He was just making fun of me. Uh-huh. Black label board? What the fuck is this? <laughs> and <laughs> like, he's like, okay, this is what I wanted to be. You, you're Trixie. And then he like points at Tony. He's like, you are, you're T-Bird. I'm ground Chuck. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh no, I didn't say okay. I said, no, why Trixie? That's a slutty name. And he's like, think of something else right now. Morbula. And I'm like, Morbula. <laughs> Fuck, fine, Trixie, fine. And that's how it all came about. It was just Trixie. Wow. And is the story true that the band name happened with Tony and Jake flying home with a Thrasher sticker and cut it up into bad shit or something like that? Or I don't know. That's what I th- thought I heard. Like they it were talking be. about starting be- a band and they had a Thrasher sticker and Jake cut it up and they're like, I think somehow they came to the idea of like, oh, bad shit. And then they made it out of a Thrasher sticker. And that was kind of that original uh, graphic. Yeah, because I know that when we're trying to do the band logo, it was pretty already said and done. I had no input. <laughs> <laughs> no input. I didn't know what was. It, it was a whirlwind that time. Uh-huh. So I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I remember they already had it drawn up. I didn't know. I never heard that story, but that's pretty cool if that's how it was. I think so. We'll ask Tony. But uh, what was that first practice or jam, whatever you want to call it, like? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember. I just remember. It was at Double Rock, though? Yeah. It was there. I just remember Jake, they, he, they bought like this night, was it a Les Paul Jr. white guitar? Uh-huh. It was just so nice. And was it a junior? I don't remember. I'm so bad right now. I can't remember yeah. shit. No, that's fine. Called Reggie. He named it Reggie. We didn't know what was going on. So Tony and I started jamming together first and he just was noodling. And right. I'm like, how is this going to work? <laughs> What's going on here? He just wanted all the songs like to be, Die, dead, fuck. Our first song was 45 seconds. It's called Fuck You, Fuck You, Fuck You, Kill, Kill, Kill. Song? That was the first song. Would you guys still play that like later? Yeah, we did. We would play that every now and then mm-hmm. when we remembered that it was still around. <laughs> we would also, I think in the beginning we did our covers and stuff. Uh, Gigi Allen. I don't remember the covers. Yeah, I think that was that cover and then 
Oh, and they always had to do um, Louie Louie. That was like a staple for all bands that know what the fuck they were doing at all. Our first show was November 19th of 2005. So think about it. It's kind of like really condensed from like first meeting all of each other and getting in from September 3rd, 2005 to November 19th, 2005. We had a whole set ready to go. Like two months. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Jake's not playing around. I know that. No, he's not. He wants everything done yesterday. <laughs> oh, I know. God, when we came out with the new recordings in February this year, I wanted to slap him through the phone. Like, um, sh- it was nonstop. Just- where was the first show? Was it at Tampa? So what was across the street from the Del Rock? The vert ramp. Yeah. Yeah, that's where Duffy lived and shit. Yeah, that's yeah, where vert it was. Ramp. Oh. We have a picture of it somewhere around here. Tony's wearing panties on his head, and it was a fun show. Right. Yeah. Because they used to have parties there all the time. Oh, we also passed out like lighters that night. It said bad shit on lighters. And Tony had taken off like something and like made the flame go up high. So it looked like huge flame lighters and people like were burning their eyebrows off. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking lighter burned my fucking eyebrow. Wow. Um, What's like one of your favorite songs to play through all the ones you guys have done? Let's see. What song do I love? to play probably one of the songs that jake hated to play um i really always liked playing death die dead but i also like the trilogy we made of it would go hammered into wait what happens if you get hammered you get high so mission street coke and then you get weird and then it's um black wind about richard ramirez
and then you get even weirder and then you do like Miami crime scene, you know, mm. the rape song. <laughs> so we had like this whole thing, like we would go in order of like the story it would tell. Damn. And then how soon after that were you guys playing shows like out of state? We played, we didn't play SF that many times. Yeah. Um, you play like Parkside, Third and Army. Yeah. But I think you guys, I thought you played Tampa pretty early. We did. We did do, I think we did Tampa a lot. I think we did Tampa more than we did San Francisco. You know, Jake had them all written out. All the shows? Yeah, he did. Whoa. He had them all written out and I wish I'd have done that. But, oh man, I can't remember. Oh, okay. But... Needless to say, you guys were playing out of state pretty quickly after that, and then even in other countries. And I think one of the things that Jake took a lot of pride in was like, dude, we've played in, like, I think every continent, maybe. Oh, he loved to say that we played in China before the Rolling Stones did. And that is true. We did. (laughs) That's incredible. We we beat them by like a couple weeks. Damn. (laughs) And I think he made that trip just to do that and say he did it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now I've heard Tony's version on this. I want to hear your version Uh of the big proposal. Oh, God. Van Halen. Yeah. So, oh, God. Okay. Bronco. I adopted Bronco that day. The dog. Yeah, the dog. He was coming back from Australia, but I needed Tony to like, approved that we're going to still have Bronco, but we already had the Van Halen ticket. So pretty much I had to drive to SFO, take him up to the shelter, see if he liked the dog, even though whatever, he was going to like the dog no matter what. And then drive all the way down to San Jose because we had a hotel room and we're going to see Van Halen. He just got back from two weeks in Australia, blah, blah, blah. But he was acting super weird that day. And I'm like, the fuck is his problem? A little bitch, right? fuck like did he cheat on me or some shit like uh, what's going on he was like being all quiet at the show and i thought you'd be stoked or maybe it's jet lag i don't know you know and then um we're like third row or something in on the floor and he waits till that kink song comes on you really got me starts whispering something in my ear i'm like what i can't fucking hear you and then i look over and he's like on one knee and i'm like wait no that's not no fucking way and yep sure enough he's proposing to me with like some 20 dollar ring that didn't fit or anything and i'm just like (laughs) my first thought was like oh he fucking totally cheated on me he feels bad right now But no, it was like he had called my dad from the airport in Australia to get his wishes. Like he did it the right way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. And so we ended up going back to the hotel and he ordered like a bunch of champagne and like fucking every dessert on the menu. I remember that. And I don't have a big sweet tooth, but he does. Uh I was like, all right, this is insane. I remember trying to sign my name on the bill and it said Ashley and I tried to do Trujillo and I did it looked like it said Tryon and I still write it like that Ashley Tryon <laughs> like, so, it looks funny Tryon all right now we got to get into skate rock oh boy first skate rock uh Vegas to Seattle 
Do you remember how it even came about? No. I don't know how it came about. I'm sure it was all Jake's idea, and he rallied the troops. We had Hubbard's band. We had uh, Shed, Darren, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, Hits. We had um, Piss Boner. Red's Piss Boner only in... Sacramento. Sacramento was Johnny and the Dudes. Right. Piss Boner, Red's Band was Portland or Seattle or both. Or neither. <laughs> I don't remember I Piss swear Boner Piss playing. Boner was somewhere. They were on the record. Yeah. Uh, but Shed... Shed, Grindline, and Bad Shit. Bad Shit. Played every night. The first night was some little dive in Vegas... Yeah. And Brian Hansen, a.k.a. Slash, ran out the door and went home that night. <laughs> Shut up. That ha- I don't remember that. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I just found out I was pregnant, too, so I wasn't drinking. Oh, right. So I should have remembered something like that. Yep. I don't remember that at all. And then we did Vegas to uh, Reno in three days. Basically, we played Vegas, then... Went outside of Fresno, this town, Merced, and then went straight to Reno. And then you guys got married in Reno. On a Tuesday. And that was <laughs> amazing. We had the whole crew. I still got the photo up in my office. Everybody's sitting there on the steps next to this waterway. And fucking <laughs> the craziest thing about this is today, like the guy I work with is from Reno and he knows like three of the dudes in the background that weren't with us. He's like, that's Timmy, Johnny, and Mike. Like, look at them. They're yeah, like- I know. I hear that too. And people are like, oh my God, look who that is. We have this one guy, the local Hitcher. Yeah, Hitcher. Hitcher's in there. Hitcher, yeah. <laughs> like, that was amazing. It was really awesome. The way it turned out was so cool. And then Mark Hubbard like bought me like a prime rib in a styrofoam at the casino you know just like styrofoam dinner it was so awesome and that was was, best man right he was best man yeah that that night was so amazing because i had been planning like a wedding and then that sucked and i was like don't ever do that by the way i mean do it if you really want to but god damn it that sucked Uh and then i was like so stoked to find out i was knocked up i was like now i have an excuse i can do whatever i want I'm going to do it on Re- in Reno <laughs> like, on a Tuesday. How about that? After the show. And it was perfect. Everyone got to be there that was there. You know, I, I remember we were at the... Um, I flew my mom up from LA real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were all at this show. I remember Tony had just bought or brought that big like hat that he wore. And oh, yeah. he was wearing it at the show. I remember everybody was just like... It's on. It's going straight to bear wedding or whatever. It was like, oh, sick. But rewind real quick. I forgot one thing. True or false, first night of the trip, a car drove into the hotel room. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. At the America's Best Hotel. That or was motel. like started it off with a bang. Fuck. Literally. We went out that night. That morning we woke up and we were sitting on the beds, me, Jake, and Tony, just like talking, whatever. And you hear and then just bam and it like shook the whole building and i'm like what the fuck was that we walk outside and right next door to my room where i was sitting on next like if that car would have hit our room the air conditioning would have gone in hit me but it hit the room next to us and it was the maids coming to work and there's three of them in there and they would not get out of the car they just sat there 
in the car they were like that's <laughs> it and we were trying to help oh, him oh no and then well jake's like i'll take this opportunity he's like hey tricks get this picture yeah and he acts like he's in the room coming out like Ooh. he's in his boxers <laughs> yeah. like, ah, that one rolls that was insane fuck yeah so that started off the trip and i also that's where i bought the fake lottery ticket on that trip oh and what happened i well, don't know about this story i don't think Oh, you probably do. You bought the fake lottery? I bought a fake lottery ticket. Jake was pissing me off that whole fucking trip, but I didn't tell anyone I bought this fake lottery ticket. Uh-huh. It's a scratcher. We were all coming back from Portland now. This is on the way home. Or no, Seattle. We're all coming back from Seattle. I'm driving. Everyone's pissing me off at this point. Everyone's drunk. I'm not. I'm fucking just the. I'm like, I'm going to stop to get some gas. And so I go inside the store or get gas, go inside the store, and I get scratchers, real ones. And I pass out the scratch. It's a glue head, gets a real scratcher. Tony gets a real scratcher. I get a real scratcher, and I give Jake the fake scratcher that says he won 10 grand. <laughs> anyway, everyone's scratching. I'm all, Tony, what'd you get? He's all, nothing. I'm like, glue head, nothing. Well, I didn't get anything. Jake, what about you? He's like, nada. And I'm like, hmm, okay. We, I drive another two hours. And we stop at a rest stop. And I'm like, Tony. Jake gets out. I'm all, Tony, dude, I gave Jake a fake scratcher. It says he won $10,000. And he said he didn't get anything. He's like, shut the fuck up. And we look over in the bushes and he's on the phone. Jake's <laughs> on the phone. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arms in the air, wiling out. Ah! <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And he, start, he starts walking back to the van. And I'm like, all right, Tony, don't say anything. Don't say, he's like, no, no, I won't. I'm like, what's up, Jake? He's like, nothing. I'm like, uh, there's some extra dog food on the, because I spilled Bronco's food on the ground. And I'm like, there's some dog food on the ground. You want it? He's like, no, I'll be eating a lot of prime rib from here on out. <laughs> and I'm like, why is that? He's like, no reason. I'm like, well, I'm cleaning out the van. Where's that scratcher? Cause did you throw it out? Because we had no windows in the van. And he's like, yeah, I threw it out. <laughs> so two weeks go by after that. He, didn't, he sees me on 24th Street and he's like, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. No one ever does that shit to me. <laughs> fuck you. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Now I know who you are. He's like, no, fuck you. And I walk home and he calls me. He's all, we're family, right? You know, we're family. You weren't going to give any of that money to Gluehead. I'm like, dude, there was no fucking money. He was try- he was like being bipolar by the second. Like, oh. that's amazing. <laughs> I think I had you do this before when I interviewed you guys after the skate rock trip before. But explain what it's like to be like, you're pretty much the only girl on most of these trips, if not like there's one other girl or two. But what what's that like going with like 20 to 30 dudes? I feel like some people think like weird shit. Like, I bet Trixie gets a train ran on her. <laughs> I swear to God, people think some weird shit. But like, seriously, every skate rock I've been on, all those trips I've been on, I'm like the only chick there. I mean, most respectful people, most respectful guys I've ever traveled with. Nothing ever weird has ever happened. I've always loved that. Like like when I get home on an airplane on the way home, you know, just whatever. There's nothing ever that was strange or funny or like mm. awkward. Right. It was always like super, just all fun and smiles. Everyone can be themselves. It's actually pretty rad, you know, because I've been around a lot of different kinds of world and people and 
I've seen like people are fucking weird sometimes, you know, the guys creep out and girls creep out too. And it can get weird and messy, but never once on a skate rock or anything like that. And I always love that feeling of like Mm -hmm. knowing that it's it's like a family. Yeah, that's how I felt every time too, was like, no matter your differences, like Jake and I always had like, we had our highs and lows just because mm-hmm. we worked together all the time. But if we we're going on a skate rock trip, the minute we got to the airport, checked checked in, like went through security, like we were family. Like everything yep. else was pushed aside. Even if we had beefs at that minute, it was like, nope, we're in this to win this, like attitude. And I always loved that. Like, no, Whoa, it is good. outside the office. This is so different. Like, you know. No, that's, that's really true. You know, like, I mean, of course, we'll have our like like regular band shit scuffles of like fuck you fuck you you know whatever and then it just goes away the next day or whatever but and and then like you know with certain people that are on the road together one person will be talking too much shit they're drunk and they like beat the shit out of each other and then they're fine the next day. Zach, you know? and, Zach and Timo, black guys first night. Oh, Sam hits <laughs> fucking put staples in Tony's head in Japan. Oh yeah. And then like they both didn't remember why they were fighting and Fuck. both made up the next day. You know right. what I mean? Cause Tony like hit him and then Sam sucker punched him. And next thing you know, we're like in the J- Japanese hospital Damn. and they didn't even numb Tony up to put the staples in his head. Oh, <laughs> I just man. remember laughing really hard. Yeah. Cause he's like, ah, oh, I can feel each one. <laughs> like, it was so funny. But I mean, that was a thing. It's like, you know, no one held grudges on those kind of trips. Like no one's going away, walking away. <laughs> I think of one person. I won't name him though. Do you think that each trip raised the bar? Like no, every trip had to be bigger and better than the last one or it just kind of It went? just kind of went how it was. I feel like each trip got scarier. That's what I was wondering. Like what was the most scared you've been? I'm guessing <laughs> uh, Africa. Yeah. South Africa for sure was the scariest trip I've ever been on. And like, what was that? So we had gone on South Africa and the whole car accident, the van accident happened. Yeah. And then so the next one after that, I think was Mexico. There was one between that. But Mexico, everyone was tripping out because in Mexico, we got blocked in into in Guadalajara, blocked into like some place and people were trying to get in. They locked everyone out and they pulled the plug on. So the people that couldn't get in that had bought tickets cut the power so no one could see the show and (laughs) they could see and so like nuge and everybody and like we're like trying to think of our exit strategy like getting out of the area safely because the cops were rolling up and you could see the door this metal door bending in of people trying to get in Mm -hmm. and i remember not being scared whatsoever i'm like fuck let them come in here i don't give a shit nothing scarier than almost rolling off a cliff in the middle of nowhere in fucking South Africa. That was like the number one. I still have PTSD from that. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like when you're in cars or something? Well, yeah. like Or like I'll dream something where I'm mm-hmm. about to hit something now, you know. Or I mean, I not not often as when it first happened, but I still get like real freaked out. I get more freaked out about brakes and checking the brakes. That There's nothing more like... What is the word when you feel helpless? <laughs> yeah. You feel completely that it's like being in an airplane. And you hear and the it's big going dog down. going slow and low. <laughs> yeah. 
come on, Nuge, we got this. I don't think anyone really like realized what was going on until it happened. I didn't realize what was going on until we went through the gate and I saw the lady breastfeeding her baby in front of this yurt. And I'm like, oh my God. And that's when you can hear in the video, I'm like, oh shit, 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 shit. And you hear someone in the back that you couldn't see what even happening going, ah! And I'm like, oh my God. They, like I listened back to it and I'm just like, I think people didn't even realize yeah, that what there, was actually happening. How fast do you think you were going at that point? We picked up speed. We were going, I don't know, I want to say about over 55 for sure. Oh, I mean, am Just I wrong? right into the, the yurt? Yeah, I mean, it's on video. Yeah. It's. What about violence-wise? The, the one that was like in China where I think Figgy's head got cut uh, open? The, the fucking Chinese band called the Bed Stars. I'll never forget how stupid that name was and how stupid that fucking band was. <laughs> and um, th- we were just marinating in like this smoke-filled room of nothing. I don't even know if anyone's even showing up. And like they have their own like nice big room, like backstage area. No one said hi to each other or anything. It was just kind of awkward and weird. That's China. Something happened where... I can't remember if like they started destroying parts of the equipment or something, but Patlana like jumped off the balcony onto their stuff or something. I can't remember, but I just remember someone couldn't finish their set. And I remember thinking they're going to come back for us. I just had this feeling like, and so when uh, Arctic was playing, Arctic, no, Ellis Demons, you see Jake come through the crowd going, come on, they're here, they're here, they're here. And I'm like, what's here? And I'm like, oh, shit. We all go outside, and then the next thing you know is fucking, I see flames of neck face, get back, get back, get back, and just like shooting up flames through a spray paint bottle or can, and just like, oh, my God. And then like rocks are thrown. The next thing you know is like after everything's said and done, like there are like 30 of them are like lying on the right side of the parking lot. And then we get in the van, everyone's all hyped up and like Figgy's just bleeding. And then he goes to the hospital to get his arm checked. And like next thing you know, like, wait, what happened to your head? And he, had, he had to get stitches in his head too. And you, I took the stitches out. I remember doing that. Yeah, because you spent some time doing like EMT work or something, right? I'm um, still a paramedic paramedic yeah i still do all that stuff uh well no i'm not working though i'm still just licensed i've been licensed forever and Uh yeah i just i have to actually finish up an ekg class tomorrow but i'm still doing that stuff what about that girl fan out situation in merced She was awesome. She was on the drums and like her muscles were all bam. She was like, da 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 11 years ago and i look at it now and i'm like damn that's pretty rad i made someone like someone's day that day yeah playing the drums and that was er okay that was the first tour we went on yeah and the second city and i was like oh shit people know like that's when i realized like 
This isn't just us fucking around. Like, people are coming out to see us. This is going to be sick. That one was really fun. That was the first time I met Baco, which was, like, to this day, he's one of the fucking... I love Sammy so much. Oh, me too. Just the... I think through all those skate rocks, the camaraderie, and even through all those... Like, especially through those near-death situations, I think it built a tight-knit group, like hey, we're all lucky to be alive. We're part of this group that made it. And everyone like really holds on to like, you know, you're a special person in that person's eyes because of these moments. That's really true. I mean, I mean, the picture I showed you right before we started this was all of us the last day in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy was just taking photos and like selling the pictures that would come out immediately, you know, and just... I think I don't know who made us do it. I think Jake made us do it, but I'm just so thankful for that, you know, and just to have that and like we've been through so much weird shit together. Half of it we don't remember. And the other half we it's stuck in our brains for fucking ever. I love it. It's it is a it's a friendship, it's a bond for sure. I sound so sappy. Oh my god. <laughs> it, I never said I've never thought of skate rock as a bond and happiness. I always thought of it as like fucking yeah, we're shit. Painting show. A, we're painting a good picture because <laughs> we're about to hit it again. <laughs> oh, are we going to Brazil? I don't know. I heard to go to Brazil. Some other crazy shit. What have you heard? Maybe Israel or something. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> I would. Tony's been wanting to go back to Israel so bad. Yeah. I and don't know. um. Israel, and then I know Pedro wants us to do something in Brazil. In Brazil. I've never been to either place. Oh. I would love to go to Brazil, and I'd love to go to Israel. Waylon was born in what year? 2008. Was he conceived on Skate Rock? Waylon was conceived the day Petrero was getting worked on. Okay, and Reno was conceived in he Reno? He was in Memphis. Oh, in Me- that's right. Skate Rock, Memphis. <laughs> Skate Rock in Memphis, yep. Oh, my God, on our, like, anniversary, too. Five-year anniversary. Oh. We went to Herman's Hole, yes. and everyone got fucking crazy. Yeah. And Jake and Tony and I all left, but we got a free hotel room because someone had bled all over the bed sheets in our room. Oh. If you, If anyone ever wants to get a free room, this happened to us twice now. Just like have some blood handy just somewhere. Just sit on the bed. Have a girl sit on the bed. And like, I swear to God, they're like, your room's comped. Damn. It happened to us this summer too. I think the room came with bed bugs too. Yes. I remember. Didn't Fatty have a ton of fucking bites I, yeah. around his neck? It was. And you're having a tattoo party in there. <sighs> and then the oh, next God. state, we got kicked out of Mississippi. And went straight yep. to uh, New Orleans. That's right, because, because we, we couldn't play in Mississippi anymore. Played yeah. in was Oxford we got kicked out of because we destroyed that guy's bar. Yeah. Oh. And then those guys tried to fight us, and his wedding ring fell off. <laughs> and then they chased us to the hotel, and they said we stole University his wedding Inn, ring. I remember. Which never happened. Those guys lost like an expensive wedding ring because he tried to, and then we just bailed. And then we were like getting calls from, uh, I think we were supposed to go to Jackson, Mississippi. And and the people there were like, don't come here. The cops are waiting for you. So we just rerouted and went to, uh, Timo had a friend in New Orleans. We went to skate that indoor, yeah, Hammond, the wooden bowl inside. Yeah, that was fun. And we played the show there. Yeah. 
And that one was rad. That was the doubles, Andy and Rainey, with you guys right. playing. That was fucking sick. Jake wanted it as a cover, but uh, I ate know. pig's feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> oh God, I and they were warm too. It was great. <laughs> oh man. And then true or false, you beat a pro skater in arm wrestling. <laughs> I did. That is legit. That was legitimate beatdown. I swear, fucking spanky. I got you. <laughs> I that where was that? Allentown, Pennsylvania. Because he beat he beat me the first night, and then we were playing, and I was just like all hyped up, like yeah. And I saw him. I'm like in the middle of the set, and I'm like you now let's go and then i i was all sweaty disgusting mess but my arms were had so much blood flow and like just that That was was awesome (laughs) and i just remember like i'm like whoa i actually did he let did i get him oh fuck (laughs) yes we're still waiting on the third match to make it official oh there was only two there was only two okay waylon was on that trip he was (laughs) he was like 15 months old oh man Let's take a quick time out, hear from some of our peeps, and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, oh yeah Trixie and the tomatoes oh boy what is that how did it happen Fuck. Jake came into practice one day and he just like check it out check it look 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 I, I wrote something read that read it read it and I'm like and he's just like points it and his hands are just thunderous I just remember him slapping it down I'm like what the fuck is this he's like you're gonna sing this and I'm like tight little pussy <laughs> I'm gonna sing tight little pussy okay fine and i i went for tight little pussy <laughs> and then the other one was you wish you could fuck me and that one was really good because he didn't finish all the lyrics in the <laughs> songs or in the song and i i added him in that he wish he could fuck me <laughs> and he didn't know about it until later <laughs> so jake my number one fan what songs do we have recorded we have both of them we have you wish you could fuck me.
tight little pussy. those how'd you record them we recorded at double rock i was on the mic and it was pretty much one take and and, and tony was on drums and jake on bass so it was just bass drums and my vocals and yeah i did it in like and one he didn't really takes. know what you were singing until he didn't later. know what i was singing until <laughs> the very end i mentioned zach hudson uh, julian stranger and jake phelps yeah <laughs> got him and he was pretty bummed <laughs> i put him in his own song then uh more recently what what was going on with the trio trio oh uh, that was so vans did it wanted to do a collaboration with metallica and so they picked like you know james hetfield to go with someone and then they picked Robert Trujillo to go with us, of course, because Trujillo. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who Lars went with, and but uh, yeah, no. And we hung out, and he came to our house in our little garage, and I just like as he's talking, he's like just playing like the most intricate, just like background music while he's talking. I'll stop. I'm like, what the fuck? And he just starts playing Metallica shit, just like as he's talking. He never stops moving, and he's just like. He's a beast. I wish I had that drive. We recorded at the headquarters down in San Rafael. Mm-hmm. And like he just plays, plays, plays. His eyes like start getting watered up because he's like, he's a maniac. He's uh, so good. He's like most amazing bass player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. 
Gear Solid. He was in Suicidal, right? Yep. Yeah. We just saw uh, Metallica open up the Chase Arena last weekend. Tony was there. Yeah? Yeah. With the symphony? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he told me. I, I think he was there. They played two nights. I think I was there one night, and he yeah, was there Yeah, he was the there the night. second night. Okay. And um, they did, like, a little cameo of him, like, skating up to the Chase. Oh, really? Yeah. Sick. And he got like the poster and he got to see the show and Damn. I was, they had tickets for me to go, but I was all fucked up, flued, uh, flued out, sick. <laughs> That's why I sound like this today. Mm. Still, it's fucking just not going away. When you had your, I think it was Waylon, might have been Reno, one of the babies, maybe both of them, you were uh, known to um, get some pretty lengthy squirts going. What? what? <laughs> the milk squirts. Out oh. Of <laughs> oh my god! Don't listen to that cackle ever again. <laughs> um, <laughs> holy shit! That made me laugh. What was no, it? that was what after was I the had record for that. <laughs> getting it into Mickey's mouth over a bar full of people. What? Like twenty feet? It was far, and he goes, he goes, oh my god. That reminds me of my mom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Mick. <laughs> I used to think it was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, dude, my body's never done anything like this. <laughs> like, this milk thing is insane. Pregnancy is weird, but milk, what is this? I would just shoot it out across. Like, it wouldn't hit anybody else. I could target it right to the person I needed it to be targeted to. Fucking amazing. And Mickey got it good. I gave it to one girl, and she was allergic to to milk and i drink milk so her whole face broke out oh <laughs> yeah Fuck. that was bad describe uh jimmy foxworth jimmy farnsworth farnsworth <laughs> san diego jimmy <laughs> oh my god there's a youtube video of it you know oh my god i just saw it jimmy likes to skate we have a song we made a song uh with sam hits and peter hewitt and tony and me. Uh, called Jimmy Farnsworth? Oh, yeah. And it's me. Oh, I'm doing the vocals. It's disgusting. Okay, yeah. You can play it if you want, but it's gross. And that was that doll that Pete had and to Tony yeah. and Pete would share it. Like they would have it for a week and then send it to and the other guy. And they would do videos with it back and forth, <laughs> and like at the pool table. Yeah. Go, no, Jimmy, Jimmy. No, don't do that, Jimmy. And then like goes into like someone's beer and then... Yeah, we made a whole video and a music and music behind it. It was pretty fucking funny. All right. We got to talk about the big dog. Big dog. Preston Mygetter. I think you met him before I met you. Yeah, I met him in San Diego 2002 or 2003. Mm. I think 2002, actually. Yeah, that's when I moved down there. And the first time I met him, we were on, I think, Darren Neverett's lawn. And we're both hammered. And then I remember seeing he was like walking squirrely and funny. And I just like bulldozed into him. And he just went just straight to dirt nap. And I remember <laughs> some people were kind of pissed. They're like, dude, he's out. I'm like, yeah, he wanted to be. He wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> like, but, you know, he got up, of course. But it was funny. I just remember that's how I met Preston. And he was just like just the happiest guy. I remember always wanting to be more like Preston. Yeah. And always, I remember one time Tony was making me so mad in Japan. We'd already been on a long trip. And that was the same trip that Tony and Sam got in a fight 
whatever. I, I just remember looking at Preston, looking at, I'm like, God, he's so serene through this whole shit show. How does he do it? I wish I could be more like you, Preston. And right before I was about to say that to him, he fucking freaks out on Tony and like grabs him by the collar and yells at him in the face. And then a car drives by and he starts, ki- Preston kicks the car. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, he is real. He's real. Oh my God. He gets mad. Fuck yes. Every <laughs> once in a while he loses. Yes. It. Some, every once in a while you'd see him like when he's had enough. Yeah. He was just so, he was like angry with like just Tony and Sam and like the dynamic between yeah. like, because everyone, like, there's a certain point at Skate Rocks, in Skate Rocks, that you get like this level of alcohol when it's just been too many days yeah. and too long. Yeah. And now you're just starting to think weird and things are pissing you off. Like this piece of dog hair is on my pants. God damn it. You know, like just something stupid. You just get angry at everything. Little things start to be wrong. Yeah. And then until it explodes and then it goes back to normal. That was funny. And that later on that night too, they threw each other in the street. And I think we were in Tokyo. Oh, damn. In the street of Tokyo, they, they got in a fight, threw each other up against like a garage thing you know how it bends always yeah. the garage because it makes so much noise oh yeah we used to do that too yeah we used to do that in san diego and sf yeah. and they did it they found a garage to do it in japan preston <laughs> taught me that one the fake one where you're standing against the thing and you run and you jump up against it and you hit the thing it makes so much noise but the guy doesn't even get hurt because it goes burn yeah because you have it so much like yeah lean or whatever the give right what's up reno hi reno can you go out that way you first. <laughs> Go. No problem. Was that the same trip that um, Preston dropped in on the rocking chair? Ooh. Like the horse, the rocking horse? Yeah, I don't know. We've been there three times or four. I, I love that fucking clip. He's like, uh, that, don't, don't worry, my nose was already broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's been broken before. Yeah. It's good. It's already been broken. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. That... How big was that? Like I six think it feet, was at least feet? like six feet. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there, but I feel like five and a half, six, it looked like. Yeah, it was. And then they just go, st- both of them straight to their face. So Preston's dressed and, up like a Viking and he's on top of a rocking horse on the deck of a ramp <laughs> and he's about to drop in on the ramp. And this Japanese guy gets on Preston's shoulders to, to drop in all as one unit and his weight just takes the rocking chair forward and they go all the way to the flat on Preston's nose. I've watched that video so many times and that or that that clip anyway. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing. Like you see Preston hit his face like right on the oh. flat ground and then the dude that was on his shoulders hits his face too, but he grabs his butt. Right. And I was like, why did you gra-? He just like grabbed his ass. I'm like, okay. Like why would he do that? You didn't even hit your ass. Yeah, that a, was amazing. I had the best time in Japan all the time. Yeah, do you have like one special memory with Preston throughout all the years? You know, I have a lot, but I just remember this one right now off the top of my head. Um, when I, when we were in Spain and I was like, I was like five months pregnant with Waylon. I was already freaking out. I wanted to leave. I was pissed off at Tony, pissed off at Jake, pissed off the whole scenario. The band already broke up the night before. And we get woken up with these like Spaniards like trying to get us out of their house by shooting us with water hoses. Like they were like 
hosing us off to get us away from the house. And I'm like, Jake gets on his board and then I get on my board and to follow him, but it didn't look like a steep hill at all. And I just kept going. And next thing I know, I'm like going, picking up speed, picking up speed. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And the car is like, I'm like, damn, why am I going so fast? I had a backpack on too. So my weight, my distribution is all fucking weird. And I see a car come up the other way and I see a sewer on the other side. So I had to like kind of weave between the sewer and this car coming the other way. Then I get the wobs and just, I'm like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. And just bam, down. And I hit my stomach a little bit. I hit my arm. I was trying to like protect myself from hitting my stomach. And I'm like, oh, shit, shit. And I, I start doing like a, what is it called? It's just like a hand and knees and just star fishing, like <laughs> spinning, uh, spinning, like yeah. <laughs> down the street. And I look up and I see Preston walking down the hill and he's like, he's walking with his board. He's like, ooh, Ash, that one's in the memory banks forever. <laughs> and I'm like, no, shut up. And he's like, <laughs> and, I, I, and Tony's like, why the fuck would you do that? What are you doing? And I'm like, I didn't know it was going to be that fast. Right. I didn't know there was a car c- fuck and i threw my board it popped off a tire and hit me in the shins and i was so pissed i remember just like like sticks out in my head though for for some reason the most of just Mm -hmm. like suffering through just so much bad shit for three weeks and not being able to like drink it off or do anything oh i would like we were in amsterdam before that and i even bought mushrooms for everybody oh and i was like well maybe i'll act like i'm like you know not act like i'm doing i'm just like feel like i'm in like i'm here i'm amsterdam buy mushrooms here you go pass them out like 30 45 minutes an hour goes by and i start feeling all hot and warm and i'm like what the fuck and then i like look up at the tv screen and i'm seeing colors now and i'm like what like i didn't take anything i was just always wondered if it like went through my skin or some shit right so i was already like all freaked out about that and then just like cool pregnant mushroom head chick and then ate shit on my board and killed the baby well um let's listen to this song called peacestone right now and uh take a little break all right Fat and born in 1973, Pistone. He knows a lot of trivia about skateboarding. Pistone. <laughs> These are the lyrics to that Is song. It, but it's in Japanese, though, yeah, right? Yeah. You got to get the Japanese lyrics. Yeah, it's so. All I knew is Ichini Sanji. Okay, kind of catching up to the present. Shit, it's just been gnarly the last few years with Pistone dying. Hubbard dying, Jake dying, 
Uh, that was all within like two years, basically, I think. Less. And, yeah, crazy, <laughs> like whirlwind. And then we had the rip ride up in Lincoln City. That was amazing. That was a week after Jake's memorial. It was basically Jake's memorial one weekend. The next weekend, we were in Lincoln City. And little Waynar is playing bad shit songs. You know, it's so funny about that is I don't even remember having a practice with him. Really? I don't know if it was my brain like just kind of shutting down after March 14th. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like it shut down from like from then until I went on the road this summer because I barely remember. I remember that day, though, is like such a good Lincoln City is always so dreary, like dreary, dreary. Mm-hmm. can't say it. Yeah. And like whatever, but it was like a beautiful sunny day and then we played and he like uh Waylon's wearing that mask, thrasher mask and he just played about five songs with us. I don't remember him knowing like learning the songs. And he I did had and- no idea. It was a big surprise <laughs> to me. I was so stoked. Yeah, no, it was awesome. He loved it. And now we're going to be playing the what is it happening in Brooklyn? Deathmatch. Yeah, Deathmatch. Is Waylon going too? Yeah, that's why we're all set up downstairs. The, no way. Yeah, we're practicing every day. Oh my God. We're trying to anyway. That's sick. <laughs> he gets so bored practicing. And I'm like, it's not fun to practice, okay? The outcome's way better. When you're on stage, it's way better. I swear to God. Uh, you know, he picks up the... I mean, they were made for Jake so he could remember them. Yeah. So he's picking up pretty quickly. That's so cool. <laughs> Damn, okay. I didn't know if he was going to go to Deathmatch or not. Yeah, we're all going. When Hubbard passed, that was like... June 8th. Damn, you know the date. I know dates. Okay, now we're, now we're remembering shit. <laughs> so, like, after that, like, were you, uh, to be candid, were you concerned about Jake at all? Yeah. Because, like... Jake called me. Him and Hubbard were so close. I was on the beach in Florida... And I just had an argument with my dad about something and um, about Anthony Bourdain killing himself. Oh, right. Yeah, I had an argument with him and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, off. you know what? I'm walking on the beach and I just, I started walking on the beach and all of a sudden I had this weird feeling I was going to get a weird phone call, either a good one or a bad one, but it was just like strange feeling. And right then my phone started buzzing in my back pocket and it was Jake and he's all, Marty's dead. And I dropped to my knees right then and I just thought of Mark and his wife and their kids and then I thought of Jake. Jake's never seen me or heard me cry, but that day I did like cry cry. Mm. And I was like, please don't, you know, don't do anything like bad or different or it it just kind of set off a spiral because that was uh, Jake's best friend. They got. They understood each other Absolutely. more than anybody else understood each other. I would see it from the few times you know we were all together. He knew how to talk to Jake, cut through his bullshit. I f- I want to say that I've never seen Jake really emotional, cry wise, like teary or whatever. When Marty died, he came into my office and he looked at me and Jordan, and he's like, "Schmitty, Jordan, look at me." And he looked like I had never seen him look before. And he goes, I'm going to say this fucking one time and one time only. Hubbard is dead. And he said it like super shaky. And like for anyone that doesn't know Jake, 
he never was like he was always a firm, scary voice. Whatever he was doing, he was very sure of himself, even when he was wrong. It was just like this thing. So to hear that, it was just so heavy. I remember me and Jordy looked at each other because Jake exited right after that, and we were just like, whoa. Hubbard was so awesome in so many ways. And um, no, I, that it was that one. I mean, because after Preston, that was like the shocker yeah. for everybody. Like, okay, that was a, a shakeup forever. Yeah. And then you go around, I go around the world. I always have to think of my timelines like a, a circle, <laughs> it's like a yeah. counterclockwise circle. And then I think of when Mark died, I'm like, I mean, it dropped me. It dropped me. And then, you know, life kept going on and on and then come around the circle again. And then it was Jake. That one fucking felt like he slammed on concrete when Tony told me. Right. I was in the middle of the street and I just, and it just like, it was all three like that that were just like very close. They're all close. We're all close in a community like that. And just uh, that one, I mean. He always said, it, ta- it they come in threes. Who's going to I be know, next? but there was a lot of people that had passed away in between those that were good friends of mine, but not like a community that was sh- shaken up so hard and like that, just like that, and just so close together. It's awful. I hate it. And I think about them every day, and I have things that remind me of each of them every day. You know, um, Tony just cleaned up this whole area over here, but I had like almost, it was turning into a shrine and I didn't realize it until I looked at it Oh, really? a couple of days ago. I'm like, God, I have a shrine over here of like, of everybody. It's hard and, not to do that. I, I have that in my house too. And people mm-hmm. come over and they're like, that's kind of a negative area. And I'm like, it's remembrance. Yeah. I mean, isn't there cultures that do that? You know, they put up a, I can't remember what it's called. It's not a negative space. And I try not to think of death of so much negative anymore. Although it's inevitable. It's always going to happen. You always have to be ready and be prepared or whatever. But nothing's going to prepare you no matter fucking what. And right. it can happen any second, any day, whatever. But if it happens, your life, no matter what, will be turned into this weird, dark, upside down spiral of just, like I, I swear it's just state. dark. It's just dark 2018 sucked really bad i don't want to compare anything to anything like everybody has meant so much to me in life but that moment was very like i'll never forget how shook i was right then like i just couldn't i was like i called my girlfriend i was like i don't know if i can drive right now and i was pretty close to where she was so she she came and helped me but it was like holy fuck anytime i have a really really good day it's usually followed, I hate saying, and I don't want to manifest this shit, but mm. it always seems something bad about to come. Uh. I was having the best day. I woke up feeling really good. I called my best friend, Lacey. It's her birthday. And then uh, I got a phone call from an old friend of mine that told me she's pregnant. But uh, no, I was having a good day. And then uh, we Tony and I went out to, we got some ramen, this ramen place I wanted to try. And it was the day of Waylon's first baseball game ever. Oh, damn. And we were talking about how Jake was excited for him to play and this and that. And then I was getting my nails done and Tony went to go get Waylon's baseball stuff and come back and get me. And Tony came into the nail salon all like 
acting like his back was hurting. I'm like, are you all right? Your back hurt? What happened? Did you slam? And he's like, no, 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 it's all right. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I thought he got hit by a car or something. He just didn't want to tell me right then. Yeah. I paid the lady, whatever. I walk out into the street and he didn't even like wait to tell I was in the car. He told me he got out of the car and like, thank God he did. Cause I like, I almost like collapsed almost. It was like this weird, it felt like this wall, this wall just hit me because if I think about it and selfishly in my life, I've been with Tony as long as I've been with Jake, you know, uh-huh. my life is surrounded by Jake. So that was that. And then I tried to go to the baseball game and then that's when you called me and that's when Dave Sadnuski and you were calling me at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I was supposed to see him on the 13th too, that day before, but I didn't go. I just looked at our last text message yesterday. He asked me how my insides were because I was doing the celery juice cleanse and I was like dying. <laughs> and I was like, I can't come down to the city. Oh, man. I can't leave the couch. I haven't even read the mag yet. Oh, I haven't finished it. I couldn't even start it. No, it it <laughs> I, was hard. I need to. I need to. But I, maybe I'll do that. Um, you should just do one story on or two stories at a time. Yeah, they're really cool. There's some that are like really, really f- like yeah. a different Jake. I didn't know about who wrote this one story about how I don't want to spoil it for you. It's pretty okay. good. Rad. Yeah. Well, let's let's end this on some positive, more happy things. Um, since that had happened. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but they had just finished recording all these songs with like a professional. And so Tony and Trixie are actually having them mastered and releasing it. It's insane. I just listened to like a little bit of this one song and hearing his voice and just hearing how full and how good everything sounds. He's definitely smiling, looking down at this. He'd be stoked. It's definitely the best versions of bad shit stuff that I've heard. What was that whole process? The reason why we got into a studio up here to record was because Vans wanted to use a song for the Vans Park series, Onward to Battle. Oh, right. So they paid us like money to go record the song but we had enough left over to record like two days worth and we're like all right well and then jake came up here the last time i saw him he came up here to listen to all the songs recorded and he was so stoked on the songs he's like well i'll put some i'll put some money in you know let's go let's go back and record i'm like all right i'll set it up and he walked out that night and that's the last time i ever saw him oh but uh he wanted to keep going. He never puts money down for shit. <laughs> and I was like, he's this really stoked. Dude, this is great. Okay, so we're going to record everything, maybe even make a new song after a while. We had 33 songs at one point. Yeah. And then we slowly forgot a lot of them. Uh-huh. Came down to like, I want to say our power set's like 13 songs. Like, And what's the plan? Is there a plan with this? Uh, I just want to get it out for his birthday. I know he would like that. He was always big on birthdays. Uh-huh. He like loved, even though he'd act like it doesn't mean anything, he loved being selfish little Jake and wanted my birthday, my day. Yeah. You know? And so, yep. and I know that he would like this to be ready and out by his birthday, which most likely it will be. I mean, we have everything ready to go. We just need to get it, the sleeves in for the CDs, but we'll have it for sure by the death match in october nice but he but it's done and it's we're gonna re- 
release like some of the, some of the songs like on his birthday. Oh right? yeah, two four. How many different versions of the um, my feelings song are there? <laughs> One that I can just. <laughs> it, it's a. That's my favorite. Ha <laughs> It's kind of funny, right? Because I spend a lot of my time waiting in line. People telling me about their life, where they've been, and what they do. Their fucking plans for tomorrow. Long weekend coming up, dude. Probably gonna have a barbecue, right? Huh? Well, I'm vegan, so you can't let your meat touch where I'm, I'm gonna cook my chicken, alright? I go places. You wouldn't go. I know fucking people. You shouldn't fucking go. But then again, it's always about you, right? Your fucking feelings. Your fucking feelings. It's funny people like go on YouTube and try and play our songs. I'm like, what the fuck? That's so crazy. Like, what the? Why do you want to learn this shitty ass song? Oh, but learn people, how to play it? Yeah, they learn how to play it. Like cooker, <laughs> really? Like, meth and shit. It's great, and um, <laughs> it's so funny. But and they cover Cardiel, of course. Tons of people cover that song. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Do they send you versions? No, they just act like it's theirs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No, no. It's, it's, oh, he would only do your feelings I care when he's feeling it on a certain night. If I tell him at the beginning of the show that we're going to do it, he, he always shuts me down. Uh, but if he's feeling it by the end and I'm like, feelings, he's like, he looks at me like kind of like deer in a headlight for a second and he's like, okay. He can get, he just like, his mind would work that fast that he can pull it off. There's no one way of, it's always just ad lib shit, you know, like. What are like some, can you share with us anything like, because I know you knew him super well. Is there anything that people would be surprised by? Like He wanted to have a kid at one point and name him Tank. <laughs> Tank. Yeah, he wanted, and he doesn't like kids that have long, droopy, drippy hair, he says. He always <laughs> wants to shave it. But if you look at his baby pictures, he had the long, droopy, drippy hair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he talks about kids. I mean, a lot of people don't know that. I mean, a lot of people that n- know him and been at Petro with him and stuff like that, he loved the kids. Yeah, he gives to the kids. He said something. Where did I hear it about don't ever lie or you get caught in the lies and it gets all awkward? Right. I love that shit because yeah. that is so true. Getting like, like, that's why I'm such a bad fucking liar because I know I'll forget my shit. I'll forget what I said and it yeah. gets awkward and weird. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> But um, let's see, what other things? I know he loves seafood. Oh, he always used to, right before you take a bite of any food, what would he do to you? I don't know. Oh, he would say, oh, that's going to come speaking to you later. Oh, uh, You yeah. know, he's like, that's going to come barking back up to you later. Yep. He had no fucking tomatoes. No tomatoes? Did he? Not? I forgot about that one. Yeah, he, he had a sandwich at, I think it was called Ike's or something, and they made a Felper sandwich. Like on the menu, oh, it was yeah, the yeah. Jake Phelps sandwich, and it was called <laughs> NFT, no fucking tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know if I even knew that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. Great. And he always said no cargos after 30 and no black socks. <laughs> no black socks, which I'm going to have to agree on that one. Yeah. I see a dude with black socks on like 
so we're out. I'm like, oh, they just don't even know. <laughs> I look so bad. <laughs> like, God, he was such an unapologetic diner. Mm. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> How many weird, awkward moments has he put you through at a restaurant? <sighs> One time he asked for a Yoo-Hoo, and they went to the store and got it for him. And then, no uh, way. oh, yeah, another time we were in, we were in Spain, and... Everyone's like, we're having a five-hour fucking lunch, you know? And I'm just like so bored out of my mind. I'm like, God, can we get this over with? And he's they have sangria sitting on the table, and he just sticks his hand right in all, everyone's sangria, three pitchers of it. Oh. They get all the fruit out, and they're just watching him, and no one's saying no. No <laughs> one fucking, that's what he always says. Don't ever ask if you don't want to hear an answer. Yeah, You just fucking go. Well, yeah, because on the opposite of that, he was always have an answer. Oh, yeah. Always like have an someone answer. someone asks you what your favorite candy bar is, Snickers. Like, you always have to know. You always have to have an answer. Nope. I don't know. Maybe. No. Why was he addicted answer. to flossing his teeth? He taught me to eat garlic on the road. That one's a good one. Yeah. That keeps, is actually a real good one. Keeps you from getting one. sick. Oh, my God. He's gotten me kicked off airplanes. Mm. Oh, we have a recording of him bribing the guy to get us the chinese official guy and he's like say that to me again they took our passports <laughs> and stamped them all canceled no yeah took us off the flight everything we had to be interviewed by the pilots to get back to oh. get on the next flight that was in six hours no way oh i have stories for days about yeah. the shit he's put me through when we got to bangkok he gets through no shirt on he's like fuck yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah sir come Come back this way. And he had Dave Sibniewski, like, have to go handle all his shenanigans. <laughs> Poor Dave had to deal with a lot. He did deal with so much shit. <laughs> we love you, Dave. Yeah, Miss Dave. Shout out. You got any shout outs to anybody you want to say hi to? Bronco's be... right here. Shout out. Shout out to Bronco. <laughs> Thrasher uh, caller. Shout out. I. I'm so bad at it because if I miss somebody, then I'll, yeah. fucking, I'll be a Everybody asshole. Everybody knows who they are. Oh, I got one other thing I forgot. Huh. Remember, I think you were an EMT or whatever, paramedic mm -hmm. at the time, like getting paid. And they were filming a movie where they had the explosion mm. on in San Francisco. Yeah, I got fired as a paramedic and then hired as a fake acting one. Like yes. within like a week. <laughs> <laughs> What what was that TV show? Trauma. Yes. They had the biggest budget and they fucking blew it. But yeah, I worked with like what is that actor from Training Day, the gangster that um, Cliff Curtis uh, almost shoots the Ethan Hawke's head off in the bathtub. Right. It was pretty cool. I mean, I had a bunch of Hollywood people up there. Remember, I told you, I said if they're gonna make you move your car, yeah, ask them for money. I and got you got paid, right? Yeah, and I also, I think you gave me the heads up on the explosion. I got a sick sequence of the explosion in oh, front rad. of the city. It's so rad. Like, the fucking flames are as high as the buildings and shit. Yeah, and Gavin Newsom's, like, wife was on that episode, too. Oh, really? Yeah, they put her in there. <laughs> Shout out to Gavin Newsom, because that's my bro. Shout out. <laughs> Gavin. Well, shit. Jesus. Stoked it. Um, we finally got this done. I know. I just... I really, I mean, I hear Jake's voice in my head like fucking every day. I hear it now like, Ugh! and I'm, st I, knew, I just know he's going to be so happy that we got this shit done on his birthday as a birthday gift, 57th. 
it's all surreal, but I just can't believe like we recorded right before he left us and like, I don't know, everyone dies at some yeah, point. That's what he used to always say that too. He's like, we're all going to die, Schmitty. For me, when Preston died, I had to deal with like going through all this footage of yeah. Preston and just hearing his voice all oh, day, God, every day. Yeah. And you guys probably had a similar experience with Jake doing the music thing. I was like, man, that must have been kind of difficult. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize it, but the first time we sat down to practice, we started playing with Waylon the other day, and like the first cymbal hit I did, we were playing Damn Blood. And right when we got into it, I hear the bass and Waylon playing, and this whole, the, everything just like shook me. And I kept going, and it felt good. It was energized. Yeah. It was like electrifying. And I could feel it like my, uh, sounds weird, but my body. Like I could be like, whoa, weird. Like kind of just like, I'm playing our music without him, which we've had to do before, but yeah. not like in these circumstances. Well, we're going to end it on. Which one? I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to do the hammered one that you just heard of? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. here's hammered. Once again. Look for information on thrashermagazine.com. It will definitely have the dates of Deathmatch, where Bad Shit will be playing. I think Obituary and a bunch yes, of other obituary. bands are playing. Oh, my God. And uh, that'll be day. a big fucking jam in Brooklyn. And then uh, we'll also have information about where you can get these Bad Shit recordings. All Thank right. you so much, Trixie. Thank you for coming up here. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to go to the city. And we out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talkin' Schmidt. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow up them charts. All the episodes will always remain free to my listeners, but if you'd like to help support the show, you can do so at our website, TalkinSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like stickers, beanies, t-shirts, or hats. The website has an entire archive of all the episodes with extra photos and video. You can also email me with any concerns, questions, suggestions, comments, etc. at TalkinSchmidt.com at gmail.com that's talking schmidt t-a-l-k-i-n s-c-h-m-i-t 
at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by me, Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature, and a special shout out goes to my executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout out. Love it! Until next week, this is Talkin' Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Talkin' Schmidt, Talkin' Schmidt, Talkin' Schmidt. <laughs> Talk. <laughs>